When will we have any clarity on either Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers' futures? I feel like it's taking forever, especially Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, that thing was like, hey, it's <laughs> the way Aaron Rodgers and others were talking a month ago, that thing was a done deal. It was going to happen the next day. And then, sure enough, the, the Packers and the Jets wind up to where clearly there's, there's quite a bit of uh, – Quite a bit, quite a bit far apart on the old negotiation table. Lamar Jackson, I don't know what the heck's going to happen here. They've Ravens have brought in Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, so he's got to be happy about that. I know he posted something on Instagram. He's fired up about the move. I did hear OBJ's uh, press conference, which was really strange when he talked about underdog and kind of being doubted his whole life as a four star. <laughs> well, he's he. If by his whole life being doubted, he means like the last three years. That, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's people have doubted him, doubted him a little bit these last couple of years, but uh, his whole life. No, he know. said no. He literally said he's been doubted coming out of high school as a four star. Those are word from er, <laughs> words from OBJ. Because one guy told him, "Yeah, I don't know. We we don't have a five star. Can't give on you a yet. five star, so we give you a four star. <laughs> Underdog mentality." Yeah, we like you as like a third round draft pick, but we don't think you're a first round draft pick. Ah, ridiculous. Been doubted. Been doubted. I don't know. I just, I'm curious how all of this is going to shake out. I just, to me, I don't understand why some of these other teams haven't made any kind of a, a push for Lamar Jackson. It's so weird. There's so many teams that are just terrible at quarterback. Yeah, and they need one. I, mean, I don't know what the heck Lamar Jackson's going to do because obviously he wants some more money. Well, I know that the guaranteed thing is like what people are hung up about, but if Deshaun Watson can get what Deshaun Watson got, how the heck has Lamar Jackson yeah, maybe, not got yeah, what he wants? I don't know. So Very strange. I don't know, man. It's just the whole deal's uh, pretty weird. So we uh, were asked, will you pull up that Jim and Arlington text so we can just read it verbatim? It's uh, It's up there just a little bit. Scrolling down, I yeah, right there. Let's let's read what uh, he said verbatim. Where do you think OU football will be picked preseason, final season in the Big Twelve by the media, and what's your picks? Well, I don't think anybody's picking OU to win the league for no. the most part. There might be a prediction or two out there, but I don't even know if you'll get one. Will you? Do you, Do you think that there'll be a media member that picks OU to win this no, league? No, I don't think there will be. Just just say, just telling you how it is. I would say Texas will be one. I think Kansas State will be two. And Oklahoma will be three. Do you agree? I actually had – oh, man. Oklahoma I had, might I had, be two, though. Think, oh, you beat two? I think they got a chance. Oh, man. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they're going to see this and how they're going to uh, put it all together, but I would probably say oh, you at three. See, the thing about the Big 12 is – you know, in Texas, if that's your favorite, this is not the defending league champion. And this is not somebody that has routinely won this conference. Connor, there's no track record of that for the Longhorns. No. Quinn and Ewers, if that's your quarterback, this is not somebody that right now is a Heisman shortlist guy. I don't even know. I mean, I guess I, I don't think Ewers would even necessarily be 
the front runner for Big Twelve quarterback of the year for next season. I would probably the way, say the way you play. Say Gabriel would have a good chance at that. Yeah, over Ewers. I mean, the way Ewers played last year was not very good, and thankfully he had Bijan Robinson to cut some slack right there for the Longhorns offense. I'll tell you right now. I think Oklahoma's playing in the Big Twelve championship game. I just I looked at the schedule. I said on Locked On Sooners last night our podcast, which you can check us out on YouTube. Friendly uh, plug for ourselves. Shameless plug over there. And got crushed by a couple of people. Ah, here's the sunshine pumping again. And and maybe that's right. But uh, to me, man, I look at the schedule. I just don't see a lot of losses for Oklahoma. So College Football News published their early spring predictions, okay, for the Big 12. Let me pull this up and we can run down this. They had Oklahoma going 9-3. and three. And here's, here's the interesting thing about it, too. There's no name attached to this. It's just college football news. Anonymous. <laughs> I think it must be Pete <laughs> Futek, but everybody, nobody was willing to put their name on it. It's just this is from college football news. So, anyways, here's how college football news sees the season shaking out for Oklahoma. They've got OU 9-3. Six and three in the Big 12. Undefeated throughout the non-con, no surprise. Arkansas State, SMU at Tulsa. At Cincinnati win, Iowa State win. So that would be what, 5-0 and to start? Mm-hmm. Heading down to the Cotton Bowl, feeling good, baby. Loss versus Texas. Bye week, uh, win versus UCF. Win at Kansas. That'd be 18 in a row over the Jayhawks. Loss. At Oklahoma State, win versus West Virginia, loss in Provo, win versus TCU. So, wins versus everybody not named Texas in the Cotton Bowl at Oklahoma State, BYU in Provo. When he said 9-3, I was kind of figured the three losses would be Texas, uh, BYU, and TCU. But at Oklahoma State, man, there's so much unknown about the Cowboys, about what, the, what kind of talent they're going to put on the field. Yeah, I've sort of got I've sort of got Oklahoma State earmarked as one of the teams that's going to be bottom half of this league. I don't know that they're going to be very good at all, Connor. Yeah, but every time we don't think about them, they turn or they put a good season it. together. I got it. Historically, they don't beat OU though. No. Now, granted, final game in Bedlam in Stillwater. I just man, I'm going to I'm going to need to see it to believe it with Oklahoma State. That uh, that will be it, by, based on this prediction. By the way, it's Texas Oklahoma State in their Big Twelve championship game. So I left that detail out. Oklahoma State they've got them nine and three, and based on where everybody else would finish, it would be Oklahoma State nine and three Cowboys versus a ten and two Texas team that they only have losing at home versus Kansas State. And in the non-conference versus Alabama, at home versus Kansas State, man. So not really high on the Big Twelve if you got three losses from Oklahoma State and then two from Texas. Well, and supremely confident in an Oklahoma State team, Connor. That I don't think would be on my short list of four or five teams that I would pick to go to the Big Twelve championship game. To me, I'm I would be surprised. I will be surprised if the Big Twelve championship game does not feature two of these three, Oklahoma. Texas, Kansas State. Two of those three. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got to be to what we just saw last year. 
feel like I need to answer Jim. Let me answer Jim's question real quick. I think I have the same as you, Josh. You have Texas, Kansas State, OU, and then TCU. The top four right there for preseason Big 12 rankings. Okay, run that by me again. I'm sorry. I tuned out. I, Tex- got, I got a text sorry. from Sean. And sorry. I, I, went, I went to a, a different planet for a second. I'm going or, one with Texas, two Kansas State, three OU, four TCU. So, so you, like, you like TCU again? Because I have them at the four spot? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm just, just going based on what they did last year. I don't really know much about TCU. I know they lost quite a bit from last year. Uh, see what Chandler Morris can do at quarterback. But just based off them going to the national championship last year, I'll put TCU at four. Yeah. I, uh, I like what we've seen from Will Howard. Uh, you know, replacing Deuce Vaughn, of course, is uh, – not something you can you could just snap your fingers and suddenly Kansas State is the same, but uh, I do think Kansas State is. Uh, I think they'll be in the mix to get back to the Big Twelve championship game. Nine one eight says, and I believe Baylor and TCU will be voted over OU. Baylor's a little bit unknown too. There's, I, I hear mixed reviews on Baylor, which that's that's probably fair for a lot of teams in the Big Twelve. It uh, was disappointing last season, what, 6-7 and seven after winning the Big 12 title the year before? Moved on from Gary Bohannon, chose, chose to roll with Blake Shapin. It didn't necessarily go great. 18 touches, 10 picks, up and down year, 27, uh, let's call it 2,800 yards. They bring back Richard Reese, who uh, was pretty good his first season. I'm, I'm definitely higher on Baylor than what college football news Thinks college football news has Baylor going six and six. I don't think they're no. I don't think they're doing that again. And I don't know that I'm ready to say Baylor's winning nine, ten games again. But uh, I definitely think they're winning at least seven or eight. I think they'll be bowl eligible. But like we just said, there's so much unknown teams in the Big Twelve that have lost some good playmakers from a year ago, and you'll have some new faces uh, stepping up, especially offensively. That's what Baylor will have. There is no lock it up and throw away the key title favorite. Again, with Texas, Xavier Worthy and others, you're replacing B. John Robinson, yes, but... And Johnson. And and Roshan Johnson. I get the excitement surrounding Xavier Worthy. Gotcha. Defensively, what what is Texas going to look like there? Across the board, running back and beyond, what is Texas going to look like? Offensive line? Is that one of the best offensive lines in the Big 12 quarterback? Is Quinn Ewers taking a big step forward? And, oh, by the way, this program has not shown us that it can go win a Big 12 championship. So if that's your favorite, I feel pretty good if I'm everybody else to potentially go win it myself. Yeah, you feel you feel great if they do have Texas like they do uh, all the time, hyping it up in preseason. But defensively for Texas, not very good last year. I'll lose some key pieces. Sean says, by the way, on the text line, if those are Oklahoma's three losses, it would be a horrible season. I, I said as much on the podcast last night. I don't know that. I don't know that it would be a horrible season. It again, we see nine and three, and nine and three at Oklahoma is not acceptable, right? Yeah, but we don't know what the nine and three looks like. We, we don't know what those losses to Texas. Oklahoma State and BYU are right we don't know if defensively Oklahoma is vastly improved we don't know who Oklahoma State and BYU are today so 
but generally speaking, I understand what you're saying, Sean, and I don't disagree. And I basically said as much last night on the podcast side that it's not going to leave a good taste in people's mouth if if that prediction comes true for a couple of reasons. Number one, nobody likes losing both of its games. Feel how you want to feel about Oklahoma State. No, historically, the, the game itself is not a rivalry, but you don't like Oklahoma State, and it's not going to sit well if the final bedlam you lose in Stillwater, and oh, by the way, you combine it with another Cotton Bowl loss to Texas, and Brent Venables and company are 0-2 versus the Horns. Those two things together in tandem, that alone will not have people feeling great about whatever happens outside of it in 2023, unless unless those are your only two losses and you avenge one in a Big 12 championship game. You toss a loss in, in Provo there on top of it to BYU, and oh, by the way, what has Oklahoma prided itself upon, Connor, these last however many seasons? What has been the moniker for the month of November? Now, granted, this goes back to the previous regime. I got you. But what has been the calling card for Oklahoma? In November? Yeah, what's it called? Well, they win in November. Championship November. Championship November. Right, you've heard it. Championship November. Championship November. Championship November. And you're telling me Oklahoma's losing to Oklahoma State and BYU in November after starting 5-0? and Yeah, it, it, I don't know if horrible season it wouldn't would be, be very the right pretty. description. But it would not be entirely optimistic either, I don't think, for a bunch of Oklahoma fans. It'd be a step forward because you were so bad a season ago at 6-7. and seven, But closing the season with a couple of losses in November would, uh, would not necessarily instill a bunch of hope. It would really be a horrible taste if you go down Stillwater and lose. Last trip there and probably last time you'll see Oklahoma State in a while. And especially because there's so much unknown about Oklahoma State, and they're not predicted to be uh, very good this season. But then that would, that would make it back-to-back years with the loss to Texas, which I know people do not want to see that. I tend to agree, I think, with this from Bruce. OU has to win 10 games, win 10 games to establish that Vittables and the staff are the right coaches, especially after the mistakes last year. 9-3 and three against such a weak schedule is very mediocre. Really, that's what it boils down to. When Sean says that and Bruce says that, it boils down to at least going in, we don't think this schedule is very good. No, so in the end, you, sh- you, should, you should win 10 games with this schedule. I think OU's going 11-1. I don't think they're losing anywhere but the Texas game. And I think it's doable that they can win that game too. So now that's me buying a little bit into the Kool-Aid here of the transfer portal additions that Oklahoma has made, and thinking, I just don't know that Oklahoma could be that bad yeah. defensively again. Well, if you start 6-0 and after a win against Texas, holy smokes, you feel really good about yourselves for the rest of the season. If you start 6-0, and there's no way you can't win 10 games. No. You, you, you got to at that point. You kind of got the tougher part of the schedule just going based on, off playing against Texas. Maybe I should temper my expectations and say 10 and 2. But there's not a loss in the non-conference schedule for Oklahoma for me. I honestly, again, the more I think and talk about it, guys, Texas last year was embarrassing, but Texas is not 49 points better than Oklahoma. If Dylan Gabriel plays, the game's totally different. OU was one-dimensional. You really can't even count that game. 
you 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 can't even evaluate that game. It was such a mismatch from the standpoint that you had a quarterback in Davis Bevel that literally could not throw the football. You were so one-dimensional in the game. You were totally handcuffed. You can't even evaluate where was Texas versus where Oklahoma is at. There's no way to look at it. Yeah, and you're down by you're down by 20 plus and you're still in Wildcat. Shows a lot about how that game went for OU. But yeah, Bevel one step back just looking for a slant right across the middle. OU approached that game, Connor. Just trying to get through the four quarters, take its loss, and move on. Just get through it, yes. Just get through it. Which, for that game, is totally disgraceful, but that's neither here nor there. That being said, I don't think, uh, to me, until I see otherwise, I'm not real confident saying Texas is two scores better than Oklahoma. I don't know that anybody's two scores better than anybody in the league. It's hard to say that anybody's one score better than anybody else in the league, outside of the bad teams. Could see a lot of one-score games. So, this is a meandering way, Jim, to tell you that, honestly, I could see Oklahoma winning 10, 11 games next season. Certainly, I can see things going wrong. I lean more toward the positive. I do think Oklahoma will be improved defensively. I'm excited about what McCullough will bring. I'm excited about uh, what the, the Ford and Bothroids of the world will bring. And, and I think uh, you've recruited some guys that are going to step in and contribute. I don't know how much straight away. But uh, I do expect Oklahoma to be vastly improved defensively. I do. You got the help that you desperately needed from a year ago. And I think the schedule is very, very gettable. So, to me, I do expect Oklahoma to win double-figure games. And uh, that's not necessarily me telling you that I think Oklahoma is one of the 15 best teams going into next season nationally. That's uh, more so that I don't think the Big 12 is very good. And coincide that with I think Oklahoma will be improved. Yeah, I don't think the Big 12 is going to be very good at all, but who knows? We could see it being uh, one of the top conferences next year with new faces <laughs> stepping in, but I don't see it very good. And I like the uh, path for OU. Well, we didn't see Kansas State and Baylor. or Well, yeah, Baylor the year before, but we didn't see Kansas State and TCU doing what they did last season. So if there's somebody out there doing that, then okay, and maybe it's Baylor again. Maybe we're on the off again, on again relationship with Baylor playing good football. But uh, well, I just watching, going in, I don't know who that team is. Yeah. Well, then watching TCU play Colorado last year after that game, if you'd have told me they go on and play for the national championship, be crazy. Do an opening timeout, Broken Arrow, Fat Boy. I do not understand the text that you just sent. Oh, you're going to go ten and two and split with Texas. So OU, OU Texas go. in the Big 12 championship game. Maybe ah, okay. So lose in the regular season, win in the Big 12 title game, or vice versa. I'm I'm thinking you're saying Texas wins in the regular season and then versus somebody else and then avenges it in the Big 12 championship game. Which you know, right now, look, uh, given how poorly last season went, I think most people would say, okay, where's the easy button? Where do I hit that button? to uh, sign up for Oklahoma winning the Big 12 championship game, avenging itself versus Texas in that game. Where, where do I sign up right now? I think a lot of people would be okay with that. Do an opening timeout. It's uh, hour number two on this Friday. What do you guys think? I mean, where are you at with this team? Is this way too much sunshine pumping for you on a Friday right here on the ref? And uh, what what is realistic? Where do you think Oklahoma finishes next season? 
We can debate and discuss the rest of the show if you want. It's the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Plank Show rolls along. It's a Friday. Josh Elmer alongside my co-host, my friend, Mr. Connor Pasby. Connor, say hello to the people. Hello. Say hello. Happy Friday. Say hello, Europe. Hello, Europe. Say hello, Alaska. Alaska, everybody. Hello, Mexico. All the countries joining us today. What's up, Oklahoma? Uh, I don't know if we actually have you know listeners in all of those different destinations. I just assume that uh, across the map we are dotted. Tyler, you need to show me how to pull that up. By the way, I want to. I'm not going to steal your your bit because it's a cool bit and you've created it. You've sort of copyrighted it. I just want to be able to to look at it. So if you could please give me the uh, crash course in that, that would be cool to see where people are streaming from. Hour number two of the Plank Show presented by Allison Insurance. That is allisoninsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Allisoninsurance.com, 405-745-2968. So, Sean is is on the phone lines. One second here, we'll run uh, run to the phone lines. Riverwind Casino jackpot line is yours four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Just to cleanse the palate, reset the uh, stage here for you. Talking Oklahoma Sooners twenty twenty three season. What do we expect? Maybe I'm drunk on expectation in the off season, but uh, and maybe it's just the lack of a appreciation for. What's on Oklahoma's schedule going in? But, guys, if Oklahoma's not a double-figure win team, I will be surprised and disappointed with Oklahoma. I uh, expect I expect Oklahoma to be vastly improved defensively. Danny Stutzman to take a step forward. McCullough to impact things. Uh, hopefully, Oklahoma across the board secondary-wise is better. To me, a lot of it starts with can OU improve consistently up front, defensive tackle, and uh, – Defensive ends, edge rushers, if you want to use the edge rusher term. If they're improved defensively there on a consistent basis, then the rest hopefully will start to take care of itself. I tend to believe, based on Brent Venable's track record, that's probably what I'm putting the most stock into, that he's going to have this defense starting to turn a corner in 2023. And I expect Oklahoma, though we have questions about how quickly the offensive line will gel and come together, I think there were some promising returns. In the Cheez-It Bowl versus Florida State in regards to the offensive line. And, oh, by the way, we've not seen Rouse yet, and that's uh, an automatic plug-and-play guy for OU up front. So I think OU's won some important transfer battle wars in this offseason, and I trust this staff to get things, to get the, the compass pointed in the right direction quickly. And, again, I just don't think there's a ton of challenges and uh, pitfalls on the schedule for Oklahoma. But guess what? I felt similarly going into last season and was dead wrong. But uh, I'm expecting double-figure wins for OU, and I expect an appearance in the Big 12 championship game. And uh, frankly, I do like Oklahoma to win the the Big 12 this uh, this next season. Though to me, the Big 12 championship it'll be one of uh, well, it'll be two of three in the game: Oklahoma, Texas, K State. What say you? Uh, we got a bunch of text on this subject. We can run through that. Gunny says uh, you fellas don't pump enough of that sunshine for my taste. And five eight zero. What do they say here? Truth, truthfully. If we win eight games next year and uh, they're impressive wins, I'll be happy and trust the process. Eight ain't going to cut it for me. No, that's not going to make people happy. 
We've got uh, some other responses <laughs> out there as well. No, no thanks to the eight wins. Yeah, it's it's got to be double figures, man. What about Danny Stutzman gives you confidence that he improves in 2023? Well, he had 126 tackles a season ago. So, and I think the, the talent around him, I think the talent around him could be improved with uh, Kanick and with McCullough. That can free him up to, to go uh, make some plays. So, that's uh, part of my thinking there. Let's head to the phone lines. Sean has hit us up. Riverwind call in line. Sean, what's up, man? Good morning. Well, good morning, Josh. And I would like to say if there are Sooner fans in those states you mentioned, they're obviously listening to the ref. Gotta so, be. Or, or they're missing out. Um, and, yeah, eight, uh, if Oklahoma can't get to the AAC championship game, we are in trouble next season with a freshman quarterback leading us into battle in the SEC. So uh, it's eight, eight, eight won't cut it for a variety of reasons. Um, I don't know what eight good wins you can find on that schedule, but that that's a bad year, uh, and we're going to have to do some soul-searching. The, the cult will crack at that point. I mean, there will be no – they grind through a lot of excuses last year, um, and I'm not talking about staff. I'm talking about the fan base. So, eight, eight, eight won't do it. You, you've got to have a, a big season, and it's there for you to do that. But I want to talk about OU. I, you're going to have to help me. I don't understand. I've never understood. I get SC why the national media wants SC to be good. I understand why they would even want a Penn State to be good. I have no clue what this fascination with that team out of Austin is that is consistently not what they are sold as. And you're still going to get people watching. It's not a ratings game for TV. That state's still going to turn the TV on and watch college football. But Sarkeesian is one game over 500. They got beat in their bowl game. And yet, I'm supposed to believe that they're not only going to win the Big 12, but they are a playoff contender, and they lost their best player. What I, is the fa- – 247's got it bad. What is the fascination Clicks. with UT? Clicks. It's, it's okay, as simple as I that. You, I got you. And it's the same thing with A&M, and I would toss Penn State. you got to have something nice, and you got to have something rotten to say about everybody, and it changes, it flip-flops. Each and every week, right? And 24-7 sports, while I love the recruiting coverage, and I think Parker does a marvelous job for Oklahoma oh, fans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. though uh, you're not going to bat a 1,000 in, in recruiting. Friendly reminder for everybody out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we lose sight of that. One thing that drives me crazy about 24-7 sports and on three and some of these recruiting sites is, man, those Facebook pages – they are the king of the, oh, my gosh, can you believe what Jimbo Fisher said? And then you click on it, and it's like Jimbo Fisher said, oh, well. It's, no, he didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, man, Texas, Texas is back. Look out for the uh, the burnt orange in 2023. And then you, you click on yeah. it, and it's like Steve Sarkeesian's like, well, that's an important spring game for us. So there's there's a lot of that out there in the media nowadays, more than ever before. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, honestly, when they run a picture that's not Texas, I click on it because I'm shocked. But I just don't – it's not just them, and it's it's this national narrative that somehow they're good again. And I just – I don't think they're awful. 
Well, but they're not what's being sold, and it's just wild. The we can get in, and we'll get into the other the team in Payne County later with the coach that doesn't even know his players' names. That's a uh, that's another story for another day. That's a funny one too. But the UT love man, it is it's wild. The, the, this it's almost reached the point of they're hoping for it to happen. Well, I just don't know, and this this has been. I don't know if I've perfectly articulated this this morning. I don't know how you could be – if Texas is your favorite, how could you be any kind of confident in that? They have at no point over the last decade shown you that they're capable of going and winning this league or any league. No. Well, decade. We're talking decade plus. I got you. But anyway, yeah, it's it's fascinating. But, no, Oklahoma, I this is a, this is a huge season – and it's it's laid out there for you. And I the thing that gives me confidence is not I don't know that the defense is going to be any better. To be honest with you, I don't I don't I don't know that it won't be, but I don't know that it needs to be appreciably better. I still think the talent is at Oklahoma TCU and TCU went to a national championship game this season, Sean. And defensively, right. they were not a good defense. No, they were not. And, and they I, didn't. I, but, they didn't win the Big Twelve, but they, you know, obviously played for it. Well, they lost one game, but I will say this: they zeroed in on Nebraska, and we hammered them. I think they spent all offseason working Nebraska, and they had the luxury to do that with our non-con up to that point. And then you saw it again with Florida State. We were vastly undermanned, and in a month, we should have won that game. Uh, that was one that with, we were shorthanded and we should have won that game. And I think the same thing holds true this season. You look at this, honestly, they can zero in on UT most of this offseason and get that W. And then you move forward from there like you and Connor were saying where you're 6-0 and and everything's right there in front of you. So uh, I'm, I'm confident because of that. Because I've seen if they can zero in on a game, not only can we have the opportunity to win, they, they hammered Nebraska. It does not bode uh, yeah, well for Cincinnati, yeah. Sean. It could be a rough day for Cincinnati in their Big it could 12 be opener. A rough day for the Bearcats. It could be a rough day for the Bearcats. I look more forward to be a, a better day in the Cotton Bowl. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and, and, I am, and I am looking forward for BYU. It's not often you get to play 30-year-olds. So that's always a fun game. Uh, to <laughs> get play that, there get that opportunity this season. Very exciting. Uh, absolutely. Hey, thanks for the time, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. You can chime in, too. Uh, phone lines are open the rest of the way for you if you want to jump in here. Talking expectations 2023, where do you predict Oklahoma will finish? Where will they? Uh, do you have a favorite in this league that you feel good about? I just, man, it's it's tough to feel great about anybody, I think, going in. There is no immovable object in the Big 12 Conference. It doesn't look like. Now, uh, we had a couple of teams sort of come out of left field a season ago. K-State, I would argue, Less uh, surprising because of Deuce Vaughn than uh, TCU, but uh, each of those relatively uh, were surprises a season ago. So what do you think? It's the Plank Show rolling along. Hour number two right here on a Friday on the Home of Sooner Fans. It's hour number two of the Plank Show right here on the ref. This the home of Sooner Fans. He is Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Elmer hanging out with you on a Friday. Allison Insurance presenting hour number two. That is allisoninsurance.com. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 
60 years. Incredible. 405-745-2968, allisoninsurance.com. Do you uh do you have allergies? Yes, I've yes. It's been, it's Historically been, you do? Yeah, they've been picking up for me these oh last these goodness. last few days. Dude, this this week has been like you know, can you picture like an encyclopedia or a, like a Webster's dictionary that's just gigantic? Imagine that and you you bend it open and then you lay your face down and just repeatedly slam oh, yeah. the cover of the book. That's basically how I felt this week. I'm I'm probably gonna deal with that all summer. It's it's finally here, allergy season. I need I need uh, the folks. I, I need your decongestant advice here. I, I've typically not been someone that's gotten allergies, but I don't know if it's uh, just getting older or the tree pollen thing this week. I, it's had me like googling stuff that I not googled before. Well, dude, I think there's something in this parking lot. Every time I get in my car, there's just so you're like, calling my shenan- eyes. <laughs> you're calling shenanigans on the red parking know. lot. I don't know, dude. So there's sometimes when I get in my car, and my <laughs> eyes just start watering. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> it's got to be something here. Yeah, that's funny. We got a text that says, "I think if the Sooners win the one possession games from last year, I will be happy." Well, that that definitely would be an easy way to determine how much how much growth there's been or not because it is what it is you know i'm predicting oklahoma to win double figure games connor and i'm basically sitting here on this pulpit same same stage as last year screaming to the masses hey the big 12's not that good but having said that am i confident that oklahoma's this team that's just going to rip through the Big 12 Conference this year, go up, you know, one loss or unbeaten, and get into the conference championship game and back to the playoffs and do so while largely looking like a, a giant among boys? No, I have no confidence in predicting that. So, with that in mind, what does that mean, Connor? It means that similar to last year, what's going to happen? You're going to be in games where you got to go make plays to go win it, whether that's, you know, one offensive series, one defensive series late, or a couple of pivotal third-quarter series that can turn the complexion of a game. And in the biggest problem, beyond just simple statistics that we could look at, which would tell us Oklahoma has some serious growing up to do defensively, the biggest thing Oklahoma had wrong was twofold last season, Connor. They didn't play complimentary football, Okay. Offense does something positive, defense gives up a touchdown drive. Yes. Defense gives up a stop, offense gets the football back, they don't go score. Okay, so that's number one. And then the other part that I think this team really, really struggled with last season was they just didn't make a bunch of plays to go win games when they had opportunities to do so. Especially especially late in the game. When you desperately needed a stop, you did. You felt like you did not get one. So all of that, Connor, to say 8-5-0, I'm with you. If Oklahoma makes legitimate jumps and growth there where all of a sudden these tight football games, you're coming up with big touchdown drive, big uh, game-winning field goal drive, couple of key stops late. Hey, amen. Preach to the the choir of Oklahoma football. That is uh, what we need to see. We have to see Oklahoma be better in that regard. They they got to be better in the one-score games. But not trying to be negative here, but you did have a few games where they weren't technically 
one possession games. You're down by two scores. Whoa, whoa, score. whoa. What are, you, what are you trying to dump all over this narrative that we lost <laughs> close games? How dare you? You score late to make it seven. So I understand the question. they got to be better in one-score games and better make plays down the stretch, especially in the fourth quarter. Sam and Edmund, you also have to have growth on the coaching staff with in-game management for Oklahoma to go win double-digit games again this year. Well, there's certainly let, let's talk about let's talk about that next. Yeah, game game management game management was another thing that stood out. We're we're due a break right here at the end of hour number two. The in-game management, where can it improve? What does Oklahoma need to get accomplished there? And uh, thank you, by the way, multiple uh, folks that uh, look. It's Oklahoma was ranked in my very unofficial tweet that I saw yesterday, 18th uh, nationally in uh, worst for allergies. And then somebody else's personal top five list had Wichita number one, and I think Oklahoma City was like third in their worst for allergies. So we are in it, baby. We are up against it. We're top three, baby. We we hey, education, that system maybe could have some improvement, but doggone it, we'll beat you in allergy season anywhere almost, just about nationally. So several of you have chimed in with some allergy help suggestions and uh, I do very much appreciate we're, it. We're in an a- or allergy powerhouse. That's what we are. <laughs> I know and I wish we weren't, man. I'm <laughs> This week I'm really wishing we weren't. But hey, in-game management, let's debate, let's discuss. Next, it's the Homeless Sooner fans. End of the road in hour number two. This is the Plank Show. He's Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Elmer. No Chris Plank today. He is off to he's off to Ohio to call a little Sooner softball bright and early they get going. What did we say, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with first pitch versus Oakland? Yeah, and did you say a night? was it 9 a.m.? <laughs> 9 a.m. on Sunday. Man. Better be ready to wake up and get after it. So, we've been uh, talking about Oklahoma football 2023 season and debating, discussing our expectations. And, I don't know, maybe I'm drunk on expectation – or lack of expectation for everybody else in the league, but I genuinely believe Oklahoma will be in the mix to go win this conference. Much better defensively. And we hope so. And, yeah, and because the Big 12 is not as powerful as it has been. But uh, let's see here. The the five eight zero said, hey, truthfully, if we win eight games next year and they're impressive wins, I'll be happy trust the process. And, and then followed up because we said, eh, eight's not good enough. And uh, the 580 said, guys, you have to remember I'm not trying to argue. I'm just saying eight games or more are better than watching us go six and seven after a long year. Hey, gotcha. Gotcha. Hear what you're saying. And we're not trying to, you know, dump all over your opinion either because clearly eight wins and then if you go get, you know, a ninth win maybe in a bowl game would be an improvement over what Oklahoma's six and seven was. And – I think I've said a lot. It depends on how the season plays out. If uh, if it's marked by defensive improvement and young players contributing, okay, well, now you can talk me into 8-9 win season isn't the worst thing in the world. But generally speaking, generically, uh, out of the 5-8-0, we just don't have a ton of respect for what's on the schedule for Oklahoma. And with that in mind, 
we need to see some some serious serious growth for OU. We're looking for double figure wins. It, it is progress from last year, but Josh, this is Oklahoma. You shouldn't have eight wins followed up by a losing season. So, because we're right up against it, I don't want to jump into the coaching conversation until we have a little bit more time to stretch the legs and actually actually think and talk about it. So I'll just share some of the other suggestions we've got out there. Josh, download the weather app. The app will give you a lot of info, especially what pollens are at work. My issue is cedar. So it's at the end of pollen ring season. It was bad this year, but the app helped me load up on meds. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, 918er. Didn't think the weather app could do that. I like that. No, that's awesome. You, uh, you, you've got me. You've got me. I will be downloading the weather app as we speak. And uh, you've picked up a fan, by the way, Connor, in Sean, who says, thank you for pointing out the one-score fantasy. I almost mentioned that last segment. That has been, dude, that has been one of Sean's big charges. Stop it. Well, Stop saying everything was a one-score it, loss. It, it's because those one-score games were Baylor not, not one-score games. But there, there were a couple others that, that were. West Virginia, Texas Tech definitely fit that mold, and so does FSU. Hour number two, it's O-V-E-R over. One more to go, and then the work week is done for us.